0: You're listening to episode 161, holy crap, 161 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support this great podcast when you shop at amazon.com. Simply go to the blog, 360vegaspodcast.com. Click on the Amazon banner and go about your shopping. It's that easy to give us money without giving us money.
1: day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano, out in front.
0: That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good
1: luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of the road, I think, probably anywhere in the world.
0: Kickin' ass in Vegas.
1: Vegas, baby.
0: Vegas, baby.
1: Welcome to Las Vegas. All right, so what were you doing before this, and what are you going to do after it? I don't know what you mean. Okay, so in my mind's eye being a guy that's literally living in las vegas I, I, I imagine you were at like caesars playing craps like just before this and then came <laughs> into And after this you know you're gonna you're gonna i don't know i don't know play some uh, uh, some blackjack or something down at the d or something it's everything to me is as exciting and amazing as i can i can imagine it
0: it's more exciting than that oh you're such a tease <laughs> oh that's amazing so what were you doing before this uh, I literally today. I mean, you have to take a break at some point. <laughs> it's been a pretty busy uh, week, both at work and at, at play. So today I went had a massage. Nice. You can do that sometimes. Nice. And um, later we'll be going to see I think Birdman because since the Oscars are. Happening on Sunday. I used to work at the Writers Guild, so I feel like I need
1: to watch what? all that. What? Used to work at the Writers Guild? Yeah. God damn, Scott. America. Every like every moment I spend with you becomes more and more intriguing, and I get more and more of a man crush on you. <laughs>
0: uh, it's uh, ironic because now we both have a man crush on you.
1: <laughs> uh, for those of you unaware, Scott is also known as Dribble Glass and Vital Vegas, and. Another thing you may not know, we are apparently brain twins. What, perhaps you could describe that or, or explain that a bit there, Scott. Well, I think we first met in person uh, downtown, which is kind of
0: my home away from home since I worked at Fremont Street Experience during the day. Nice. And um, I don't know. There's just something that, I don't know. There's just some kind of, uh, I consider it a kind of mental illness. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's there's something about if, you, if you're really passionate about something it's its like it's why Meetup exists you know like people that have similar interests or passions when when they get together it just kind of builds on itself and I, I think it's almost like especially because I've been listening to your podcast a while you feel like you know people right. just through exposure and uh, assuming you've read my blog at various points you probably feel like you know certain aspects of me too so when we met it was just kind of uh, it was a pleasant collision because we just we have a lot in common and and it was very refreshing to hear that a lot of our views coincide and overlap and we get pissed about the same thing (laughs) and we love the same things and I can't honestly can't think of anything where we diverged. I'm looking forward to that happening at some point.
1: I'm right. <laughs> see how how the first brick in the road or whatever is and we're like, "Well, what, what you don't agree with me, Scott?" No. But <laughs> well, we need to have a feud. I, I, oh, at some I point I'm not comfortable great, interacting with people unless there's a feud. involved. Great loves need that. That's how they grow. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> it was amazing. I remember it took seconds to realize that like, "Holy shit, I I'm exactly in agreement with this guy and it's like the more we hung out the more I was like why have you not been in my life it, as long as I've been in Vegas and we weren't even really that drunk no was we really that was the better part so I'm going to apologize in advance because I'm still getting over my cold and laughing tends to cause me to cough and there's almost a 100% chance that Scott's going to make me laugh a fucking shit ton so uh, you're going to have to deal with that I'll edit as best as I can but whatever no pressure on me. No, not at all.
0: <laughs> I thought I thought it was. I didn't have to be funny on this. I got to be funny on my stupid blog every day.
1: Right. <laughs> no, no, about. no. I made it very clear. Your job is to read and make me laugh, Scott. Don't let me know. <laughs> Damn
0: it. <laughs> hey, before we go further, yeah. I may not ever uh, be on your show again, but I wanted to just say I'm doing a little introduction. It did occur to me that you've done 160 plus of these shows. And that truly is a, an amazing accomplishment. To do anything that much and knowing how much work you put into these, it, it really is just a, an, an inspiration. Awesome. And it's, that's amazing.
1: I'm blushing. <laughs> the, the funny thing is is that we, uh, we only officially give a number to the episode like the, like the proper shows. If you actually count everything I've put out as far as content when it comes to reviews or Vintage Vegas or anything, we're well over 200 episodes.
0: I mean that's that's amazing. I honestly I don't I don't know that there's 200 of anything that I've done other than <laughs> apologize to my girlfriend for sex. But other than that, I mean that's it's truly impressive. So thank you, thank you. I should say that. Yeah. Okay. Yes, let's start the show. Here's Random Vegas.
1: This week, former UNLV basketball coach Jerry Tarkanian became just the eighth person to posthumous have the lights on the Strip and Fremont Street dimmed for. In this case, they were dimmed for a total of three minutes. The other seven are President Kennedy, Elvis, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, George Burns, Frank Sinatra, and President Reagan. We got that from 8newsnow.com. Is it as big of a deal as in my mind it is? I mean, is it like, oh, my God, this is epic. All the lights are off. Because one of the things I adore about Fremont Street Experience is like I've, I've long. Complained about the experience itself only, only because I think it was absolutely gorgeous to see old school Fremont Street with it with a pitch black backdrop. But one of the things that I I think is almost a fair trade off is that every night when they do the the main show, all the lights go off. They do the main show and then they come back on, and that is magic. And apparently, there's one button that does
0: it. Get uh, out of here. There's one button that turns off all the facades, of all the casinos in the. In the family, there are some that aren't in the family, and they're kind of a pain in the ass because they they won't turn off their lights. Right. But uh, they hit that button, and it happens all at once. That's fast. But I, but honestly, I we probably shouldn't start off the show this way. But I, I just think this is so stupid. <laughs> I, I think that Jerry Car- Tarkanian, I, I'm sure he was popular in Vegas, and I'm very sad that he passed. But you just read the names of some pretty like. <laughs> President Kennedy, <laughs> Jerry Tarkanian. What is that? It's a basketball
1: coach. Who gives a shit? I, Honestly, I wish I could argue with, with you, but unfortunately, I totally agree. <laughs> it's like, I, it's like, were you guys looking for a reason to dim the lights? I mean, it's Jerry Tarkanian. Who gives a shit? I, I mean, I, I, I cannot. I, I've
0: heard a lot of great things. I've heard horrible things about him, but I've heard a lot of great things yeah, about yeah. it. And it's, it's about this community of Las Vegas that didn't feel like a community, but right. sports apparently brought it together for the people that cared about sports. But honestly, I, and I don't, I don't think it's disrespectful to say, you, if you're going to decide to do this big deal where all these casinos have to go through this whole rigmarole, right. you don't mix that in with freaking Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I, I hate I, I hated Reagan, but to me, Reagan and charcanian are in such different worlds of... Holy crap! Let's bring all the lights down on the strip, and to, uh, if you're going to make it this big symbolic thing, it's hit, make it a big symbolic thing, and don't do it for just anybody that has a groundswell of support from a few UNLV students. I, I, that's my first rant of the we, show, like that. We
1: are very much on the same page. I respect what it is he did, but hands down, in the list of eight, he's clearly the eighth most important person that this has happened. To. <laughs> <laughs> Even in
0: racist Las Vegas, Sammy Davis Jr. is miles ahead of Jerry
1: Tarkanian. Absolutely. Gotta say
0: it. Okay, enough about me and my borderline controversial comments. Let's go to the Vegas Mate review of the week.
1: This week's review is Diana Clark's February 14th review of Caesar's Palace. She gave it two out of five chips.
0: I don't understand the draw with this place, totally overrated. Room was well below the standard of other Vegas hotels, and I was in the new tower. What is the matter with you, Diana? Also, I think it's fun... Uh, Am I allowed to make comments about the comments? Absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Also, I don't think it's fun to crawl onto my son's bed next to a complete stranger because they are packed in so tight and there's no other option on how you get on there. And then why next to said stranger, practically touching. I've been to seven other Vegas hotels and have never encountered this, nor have I been charged for tap water or a cup of ice as I have
1: here. Are you shitting me, yeah, Diana? I, uh, I, I would have to agree with you. When it came to that review, that's the one part that I thought was full of shit. Because isn't it a law that they have to offer water by the pool? Oh, because of the dehydration thing? Right, yeah. All you have to do is seek it out. Just go to some... Now, if you ask for a cup of ice, I can see how some people wind up doing that because they're a little concerned that you've got booze on the side and they're just supplying the coolness for said booze. But every property I've been to, all you need to do is get off your ass and look around and you can find free tap water. I <laughs> that's true.
0: And uh, actually, some uh, here's a little insider insight. Some casino bars actually charge for water because they're hit up relentlessly by kind of high maintenance customers, homeless people, kind of buskers, like they'll come in, a busker will come in literally every 10 minutes trying to get a, a glass of water. It's just very high maintenance, they don't right. tip, so they do it to deter kind of, I, that doesn't sound like what happened here, but right, right. Yeah, you're, you're by the pool. You better expect to pay for everything.
1: <laughs> right. So, what do you think of a review as far as Caesar's Palace goes? I I agree with her a little bit. I think it's overrated, only from a room aspect. I think they really trade in so much on the on the mystique of Caesar's Palace, but I, I ultimately think the rooms, at least the standard rooms, are are they're poor. Well,
0: I've I've always liked the rooms there. Uh, I think I don't know that they're overrated. I think they're overpriced for what you get compared to others. That's, so,
1: right. That's probably I, a proper. I'd- Categorization.
0: And here's a little thing you only get from me. Oh, I'm enjoying this so much. Nobody knows this. So in one of the Caesars Towers, there is a suite that was Frank Sinatra's suite whenever he stayed in Vegas. Right. The suite number is 371. And they don't tell anybody that because they don't want people like knocking on the door (laughs) trying to take pictures, but it's a it's a beautiful room. It's room 371, so go knock on the door. Nice. I don't work there anymore, so I can <laughs> what
1: Fuck those guys.
0: <laughs> and now we move on to Twit Pick of the Week, which is not one of mine, but I'm going to introduce it anyway. <laughs>
1: Twit Pick of the Week! I, I, didn't, I didn't know you had such bitterness. <laughs> oh, it's weekly bitterness, trust me. Photography once again shows why it's the superior form of art. While I enjoy paintings and sculptures, neither can do what a photograph can do. Case in point. In the wake of the news that Riviera will not be with us much longer, at Blue Storm 2000 shared a picture he took of the strip in 1996. The photo was specifically taken in the middle of the street, in between Riviera and Slots of Fun, looking south. Now, what is absolutely fascinating is, by the end of 2015, 23 years since this picture was taken, nothing found in the picture will exist. Literally nothing. While I didn't visit Vegas for the first time until 12 years after this picture was taken, it has the amazing ability to make me feel right there. It somehow simultaneously looks familiar and foreign. Watching iconic properties slowly disappear from the strip gives me an even greater appreciation for Fremont Street and how, no matter how much things change, it's the only place in Vegas that holds onto its past tightly. While it will be sad to see the Riviera go, Vegas continues to be the world's most popular vacation destination because properties that can't draw people to her have to go in favor of attractions that will. It's hard to imagine North Strip ever becoming relevant again. However, if you're looking for optimism, look no further than South Strip. What was once considered to be a remote location devoid of options, just like North is regarded today, Tropicana and Las Vegas Boulevard is now the busiest intersection in the United States. Was it everything you thought it would be, my monologue, was it? I, it was, I was listening and I kind of felt sleepy, but I think it was because Son it's reassuring. Because it's very,
0: <laughs> no, not that kind of sleepy. Oh. It was very um, well done. Oh, thank you. Wow. When you're listening to podcasts, you really don't get the full effect, but hearing to, hearing you do it live, is just, it's very, made me tingly. as always we will link the pick of the week to our blog put it on our Flickr and pinterest page feature it on our facebook and google plus page people still use google (laughs) plus twitter uh and we'll make it our twitter header as well as included in the enhanced version of our podcast now for our news segment You can support the show when you shop at Vegas.com. I used to work at Lasvegas.com and then Vegas.com bought the domain name, so I was fired. So you can support the show when you shop at Vegas.com and get discount prices on shows, nightclubs, like flights, back rubs, and just about everything Vegas, including a best price guarantee that will alert you if roommates fall below what you've paid. Just go to 360vegaspodcast.com, click on one of the banners, and go about your purchase. 360 Vegas and Vegas.com. Everything you need to get ready for your next trip to Vegas. First story of the day, one which Vital Vegas broke weeks before traditional yeah. media, <laughs> R.I.P. Riviera.
1: This was such a great idea. It was confirmed <laughs> that the LBCVA will buy the Riviera for $182.5 million with plans to close and demolish it in August of this year. At that time, it will put 850 people out of work, but the convention center board pointed out that the silver lining is it will create 6,000 construction jobs and hundreds of new permanent jobs over the next five to eight years once the expansion is open. It was also pointed out that most of the jobs at Riviera are low paying and between the rest of the market absorbing the displaced workforce and the higher paying jobs the expansion will create, overall it puts Vegas in a better position. The LVCVA is expanding because they claim they've had to turn down at least 20 conventions because they didn't have enough space to accommodate. Renderings were released once the announcement was made. And once news got out, rumors began to circulate that Peppermill was going to be purchased along with the Riviera. However, the owner clarified that Peppermill isn't going anywhere and their lease is signed through 2027. You know, I was trying to figure out how to make riviera a part of 360 vegas vacation too but the latest estimates and maybe you actually have some better insight on this but the latest estimates are that riviera will actually close on may 4th is that what you're hearing yes yeah, see so that's that's before us that's a bummer what are you gonna that do
0: everybody really needs to make a trip down I, it'll be as disappointing as ever but in, in the context of it closing it'll be it'll be a lot more fun plus you can uh, when a, a casino is closing, not a lot of people know this, but you can actually take fixtures. And if there's like a car outside with a, the keys on the seat, you just take it. <laughs> the, the casino is closing. There's no rules.
1: I'm not entirely sure if that's accurate. I just want I just want to throw what? that objection out there.
0: No, no, I'm a no, I'm a, a Las Vegas expert. So I was uh, <laughs> present for the closing of Bill's yeah. Gambling Hall. I was present for the closing of O'Shea's. Okay, and it was pretty much a free for all. All right. I, I literally stole. Remember Lucky the Leprechaun? I yes. literally stole. Took him to my house.
1: You stole Lucky the Leprechaun. Yes.
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate either, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't say your show was accuracy based
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have a slight amount of integrity. not a whole lot. I'm not gonna lie to you, but truth is only a slight part of that but I' might have not a been yourself. your best guest choice. but anyway
0: <laughs> no I, I think it's a good I, I've heard so many people kind of bemoaning that the Riviera is closing. Right. and you ask them when was the last time you went and they'll say like three years ago. I mean right. that's not a sustainable business model like, public affection right. doesn't pay the bills so ultimately it's time for it to go we need to go and get our commemorative chips and we need to go you know we need to say goodbye to the viewers many of whom are you know in their 80s right. but it's 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 a great time to kind of get nostalgic but then kind of realize this that's Vegas man it it, it every day there's some new bit of news about something closing or opening or you know turning turn it over to somebody else Peppermill I don't know about I, I don't get how this lease thing is any kind of guarantee that they're going to be around I'm, oh, I'm I totally
1: not... agree with you when they said that I'm like that doesn't mean shit if you get bought they buy out your lease that doesn't mean anything
0: yeah you're kind of beholden to whoever the owner is All so right. you can you can say you you know you have a lease through whatever but it, the minute they decide it's it's done it's done yeah I agree and now our next story I have a lot of other things to say about the Riviera but I think we should move
1: on. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I'd love hearing your opinion on shit, so. <laughs> well, the Riviera story
0: was great because uh, it literally was one of those stories that kind of unfolded in social media yes. first. Yep. And so I'm a big fan of that. And you know, we don't always get it right, but when we do, it's it's very satisfying to see major kind of traditional kind of slow-moving media outlets just kind of jumping on board toward the end when the official news release comes out I find that so much less interesting than kind of doing it weeks ahead so yeah. and thank you to because you've kind of gotten the word out too and I, I just feel appreciative to my buddy Mark because he sent me a tweet and the guy who originally tweeted the rumor like it gave me some breadcrumbs that I can follow and, and figure out if the thing was true so your investigative it's not, journalism. It's not often that, that social media breaks a story of that, of that scope. Oh, Sorry, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And now, Flamingo renovations.
1: Yes. A few weeks ago, we reported on the closing of Tropical Breeze Cafe and the reduction in hours at the buffet. However, Vegas Shatter is reporting it appears Flamingo is simply undergoing a long overdue remodel. Carpet at the property is almost done being completely replaced, and it appears the gaming floor has been widened. The pool deck is being refinished, the main entrance revolving door is gone, and the indoor escalators are all walled up so work can begin on them. As more details are uncovered, we'll be sure to forward them on to you. What are your thoughts on Flamingo? So many people shit on Flamingo.
0: I worked at Caesars Entertainment. I have no uh, loyalty to them. But I've always liked the Flamingo. To me, it's... it's a uh, of when people bemoan the Riviera going away to me, Flamingo's kind of a similar experience it feels kind of older and grittier yes. um, I haven't stayed in a Flamingo room but I like the I, you know, my, I have unpopular opinions about the Flamingo, a uh, buddy of mine manages Carlos and Charlie's I hear nothing but you know, people bashing that place, I've never had a bad meal there, mm. it's always a party the kind of overall atmosphere they're doing the right thing, I don't know where they get the money to do the right thing <laughs> but I think it's good to kind of you know they really need to update some of these kind of people bash the the buffet i've always had decent food there not my favorite but not yeah. horrible yeah. and the cafe and then I, I just like the idea of hey let's if it's two years old it's probably time to turn it over turn it to a different cuisine put a different you know slap on some new interior design on there it it gets some attention but it really just reminds the staff that they need to kind of up their game because it reminds me of the buffet at the uh, Excalibur where they renovated it. It just seemed like the staff was kind of on their toes after the renovation. So that's a,
1: that's a good point. I didn't think that. And I think the only reason some people, like it's easy to bag on a property in Vegas because you've got so many amazing options that when you select one that's less than as amazing as you thought it was going to be, it gets, I think you almost get jaded to understanding what the rest of the world is like. Like if you go to the Flamingo Buffet, I had a bad experience at it, but only because I've had amazing experiences other places. If you want to compare it to places outside of Vegas, it's fine. There's nothing wrong with that buffet.
0: Yeah. It's better than a Golden Corral or whatever they call that place. Yes, very much. I agree. I agree. That's not really the highest standard. <laughs> I know, right? It's like, hey, it's better than a really <laughs> right. shitty place. Yeah. But I like, you know, I, I like the kind of gambling there, and the, uh, I've always had good experiences there as a, as a customer, and I like the whole outdoor area. It's kind of a uh, unique situation where it's kind of this, you know, the fountain and the grass and the fresh air, and yes. there's actual, there are actual flamingos. So I like that aspect of it, but it's, yeah, it's getting a little long in the tooth, and and the one of the hazards of, of the flamingo is because it's so old. Anytime they do anything, there is always the chance that they're going to tap into these pipes, these old pipes. Right. So the whole food court had to shut down at one point, and yep. there was just ungodly stench in the casino. Yes, sir. And it was because they're, you know, they're trying to do stuff, and they never know when they're going to hit these old pipes and this old kind of infrastructure in the building. So. Yeah, I
1: mean, you got to show respect. It's the third oldest property on the Strip. Yep. It's it's still
0: hanging in there though. I don't I don't think it's a Riviera kind of lane.
1: Yeah. But that's that's also location, let's be honest. If you put the Riviera in Flamingo's spot and flip-flop them, Flamingo's closing and Riviera's staying.
0: Yeah. I mean, I to me it's a, a lot of, about the kind of attitude of the dealers. Whenever I go to the Riv, I get sort of sad because it just seems like they're just grinding. Oh my grinding God, it's it out. so funny
1: that you said that. I experienced that Like when Sahara was getting ready to go. I went down there, and you went in there, and it felt like you went into a funeral parlor. You're like, Jesus, no wonder nobody's fucking playing here. It's awful. Yeah, it's true.
0: And uh, you know, Caesars does a lot of things well and a lot of things poorly, but one of the things they do is they give incentives to their staff to be friendly. So even if they're not inherently friendly, they, they give them bonuses and things for for greeting people and so they kind of have this little checklist they go through and uh they get financial perks for it if they do a good job so you're going to at least get a smile some acknowledgement and you'll see it like a caesar's property it's rare but if you ask somebody a question like where someone is or where some venue is they'll actually walk you kind of all the way down to like leaving their station whatever they were doing and walk you down That's another one of their personalized service things. They'll just pick up and walk with you and lead you to wherever you're going.
1: So. Scott, tapping you to be my co-host this week is probably one of the best ideas I've ever had. Hmm. Well, you've had at
0: least three or four in the time I've known you, so this I'm, I'm honored to hear you say absolutely, that. Absolutely,
1: absolutely fascinating. This is why you and I get along so much. I'm like, tell me more, Scott. This is amazing. <laughs>
0: Well, that's the benefit of being old what? Kind of, and having been fired from so many jobs in Las Vegas. <laughs> you just pick up shit at each place you're fired from. Nice. Okay. And now, some news about the Omnia VIP experience.
1: Caesar's Omnia nightclub officially opens March 13th, so of course they are continuing to share details about it to stir up excitement. The latest feature is their club within a club called Heart of Omnia. It's a VIP ultra lounge located near the main entrance of the club The 24 table space will feature legendary DJs like Rev Run, Jazzy Jeff, and Questlove playing their own sets separate from the DJ performing for the rest of the club. No word on how much it will cost to enter the heart of Omnia, but online tickets to the main club are running $50 for men and $30 for women. You
0: know, I had a heart of Omnia salad today. It was delicious. What? A little arugula. It was, oh, it was just delicious. I don't even know what arugula is, but I assume
1: it would go in a heart of Omnia salad. Sounds like it. Sounds it's, It feels right, Scott. It feels right.
0: <laughs> do you go to nightclubs? I think I've heard you say you don't go that often.
1: No. So. See, I would like to go to a nightclub to dance and be a part of the whole thing, but I cannot stand in line to get into it. I just can't do it, and I'm not paying $1,000 for a fucking $60 bottle of booze. I can't do it. I just can't. So I like the idea. I think it would be fun. Like, Karen and I, uh, her company usually, like every other year, has a convention in Vegas. And one of the cool things that they do is they like rent out very unique things that we get to be a part of. And one of the years is they rented out all of the nightclubs at Win Encore. So we had access to to Excess, to Surrender, to uh, whatever the hell the other one the Tryst, And I, we had a great time. We danced. We drank. We, it was phenomenal. But it's like, that's the experience that's fun. I just cannot deal with everything else that you need to do to get into a, a club like normal. And that's why I don't really patronize any them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you've, I've seen, uh, heard stories and seen pictures of lines that are just down the block. And I'm like, I, my life is way too short. Oh, especially they don't, Unless they, yeah, unless they serve liquor and wine, what the, what the hell are you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna. Like, I went to one once. What was the? There was a green one at MGM Grand. It was really big. It seemed green, like
1: a. Was that Studio stadium. Studio 54?
0: Uh, no, not that. I'm not oh, that
1: old. That might have been I'm saying the original, it, Scott. I'm saying the revisited one oh, that came. Oh no, yeah. And
0: wherever it was, was I just remember? Might have been drinking, and I just remembered it was just like, it was like a movie where everywhere you turn, there's just people dry humping. Like it was just <laughs> this huge, you know. It was like this.
1: My interest is renewed.
0: <laughs> it was, it was very strict. Like, I assume that's part of the appeal. Is it's just this hookup machine, and you've got so many people, and they're so, they're all in ecstasy. They've all got the liquor in them, right. and that, that's it. They just need a place to go, and they're not going to do all that on the street. So that's what nightclubs yeah, are.
1: Yeah, one of the disgusting things I saw. I can't remember where I saw it. It was some, I don't know, some featurette on Vegas and and. On nightclubs, and they were talking to these super rich guys that, you know, were getting table service, and the reason they were doing it is basically to, you know, it's like, oh, you know, we asked for brunettes. I like brunettes, blondes. They send them over here. I'm like, this sounds like a whorehouse. Like, you're literally just taking your money and going, I have no value, but I have a shit ton of these, so have sex with me. <laughs> oh, okay, now <laughs> I really don't want to go here.
0: It's the only place I can think of where having give up that a easy
1: table scale. makes you the alpha dog. I, right, it's just I such a what?
0: strange thing.
1: You, you can buy being the alpha. <laughs>
0: like, try pulling that in a local's bar or restaurant. Like, I, look, I have a table. <laughs> <laughs> See this you table? table
1: it means I'm important.
0: <laughs> but I will go to Omnia and the Heart of Omnia at some point to check it out, and then I will never go again.
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: It's too loud. Everything is too loud <laughs> in nightclubs. <laughs> it's for, I honestly, the, I, I hate saying this, but. People that go to nightclubs are people who cannot. They do not have the ability to hold a conversation. It, it is such a it's a social lubricant to have the music so loud. Mm. They don't have to be interesting or charming. They just have to have money and have liquor and a, and a little exclusive place. And people just give up. They're screaming in each other's ears, wow, and then they just give up, and then they're like, ah, right, let's listen to the music. No, you're listening to the music because you have nothing to say. That's a
1: great point, man. It makes clubs even creepier when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conversation avoidance technique. Right. I have nothing to offer but money. Will you have sex with me?
0: Let <laughs> <laughs> me put it that way. Hey, let's move on. Hey, there's a, a movie being filmed in Las Vegas with the, Mr. Nicholas Cage. Yes, there
1: is. The R.J. reports that Nicholas Cage and Elijah Wood have been filming scenes for their new film, The Trust, around Vegas. The movie is about two corrupt cops who find a hidden safe in the police department, the contents of which lead them on a dangerous voyage. Scenes last week were filmed at the Riviera and the Pepper... Jesus, isn't that just a telltale sign that it's going away? It always seems like where where movies film at is like, oh yeah, that's because that place is going to die soon. <laughs> Now, the trust is expected to be released in October. Nothing
0: says a quality feature film like Nicolas Cage's participation. Oh,
1: my God. Karen hates him. Hates it's going to be awful.
0: I'm going out on a limb saying it's going to be awful. Go now, ahead. here's the thought. Yeah. So, at some point in the, this summer, the Riviera is going to be imploded. So, depending on if it's like, an action police there's a chance that they, they could integrate, since they're filming at the Riviera, want to integrate some footage of the uh, of the implosion. See, Don't they is... do that sometimes? Well,
1: I think the only time they ever did that was Invasion of Mars, and they, they filmed the implosion of the International, right?
0: Or no, no. Is so there any chance you could not contradict me publicly? Can you just get on board and say, oh, my God. That's a, it's a, that is a Scott Ropin exclusive. I predict... in a, Are you done? I predicted an an implosion of a Peppermill with Nicolas Cage and Elijah Wood fighting (laughs) hand-to-hand combat in the little loungy area with a fire. Nice. And somebody's gonna hold the other person's face up against the fire and then Nicolas Cage... His toupee is going to fall off. I cannot, that's why I cannot watch Nicolas Cage movies because the subtext in every movie is his toupee. <laughs> even, even in the movies I like, I'm, I'm spending the whole time, I'm like, there's a fortune through 300 years of history and his toupee. I, th-
1: I think the Nicolas Cage movie I hate the most is Con Air because I just don't buy that he's a badass in any way, shape, or form.
0: <laughs> but everything else you're good with. Right. <laughs> everything else could happen. But it's just him, yeah. not so much. Hey, you know what? There's been an announcement about Top, Top Golf Vegas. Why don't you tell us something about it while I go refresh my cocktail?
1: You're a pro. And I'll do that. MGM Resorts and Top Golf announced this week that they will partner to build the brand's flagship location in Las Vegas. For those of you unfamiliar with the brand, Top Golf is an all in one golf experience with a driving range, restaurant, bar, skills challenge, and more. The Vegas location will have four levels. 102 hitting bays and feature a 215-yard driving range. The fourth level will be for VIPs and include water features. The (laughs) water features. I know what it means, but it sounds bad. (laughs) The full-service restaurant will offer food and beverage service to each bay, and there will be a bar on each level. They also have plans to build a stage for live performances as well as a 3,000-square-foot private meeting space. Top Flight Vegas will be located behind the MGM Grand Signature Towers, which will make it a bit of a hike for those staying at the property, but the location will increase local interest. The locals market is so coveted by Top Golf that the property will have a locals only lounge. Top Golf will also partner with M Life and eventually offer discounts to all their locations. However, those benefits aren't expected to be available until construction on the Vegas location is closer to completion. Top Golf. Vegas is expected to open in the spring of 2016. I've never even heard of this before.
0: <laughs> you may have set a new low for what qualifies as news <laughs> on your podcast.
1: <laughs> it's connected to MGM.
0: There's, there's oh, an affiliation. This is golf related Oh my god.
1: What are you talking about? That's a that's Who a- comes to Las Vegas to play golf? There, there's
0: these 80 like world-class golf courses. You're gonna go in the little Oh, it's just what a waste of space and money <laughs> and time.
1: Listen, it's not for you or I, clearly.
0: <laughs> All right? No, I'm a local, so I'm going to get... What am I going to get? You a get lounge. a local's lounge. Awesome. Very you know what I need more? <laughs> more uh, lounges <laughs> with guys in really loud pants. <laughs> told you everything's loud. <laughs> so it's time for prop bets. It's kind of like the news... But it's kind of a contrivance where you do just bits and pieces because certain people didn't have time to flesh them
1: out. Scott, it, it's what I, I look at something and go, huh, that's interesting. I think other people would like it. Like, this isn't a story otherwise, but I want to say, hey, did you know this just happened? <laughs> well, it did.
0: I've always wanted to ask you that.
1: <laughs> that is that's honestly awesome. what it is. I'm like, I can't write a whole story here, but I read something. And I'm like, that's interesting. I wonder if other people will think that's interesting.
0: All right, let me do the first one. Yes, you should. I'm going to usurp for a minute ventriloquist Terry Fader famous for no real reason is divorcing his hot second wife and the woman he credited with saving his life
1: (laughs) no you know what apparently mean a lot to him his
0: life she saved his erections because (laughs) the woman is 24 25 years old a model from Hawaii dark hair nobody would have predicted that relationship was not going to work out
1: you know, I do have to agree with you on on one very specific point. When when this whole thing flushed itself out, when he became Terry Fader as we know him in Vegas, and then he got divorced from his wife and he found her, like, you could allow yourself to believe, oh, wow, I didn't realize he wasn't in a, in a, you know, in a, in a loveless relationship and, you know, this happens. Yeah, granted, it looks pretty <coughs> shitty. It's her, you know, it's his assistant. You know, uh, it sounds all shady and whatnot. But, okay, I can allow myself to believe that this happens and you realize oh terry fader's just fucked up <laughs>
0: no he's a dude and he got money and he got fame yeah when you get money and fame you can upgrade every two years
1: <laughs> it's a rule <laughs> they tell you that when you get your first million dollar check like go, by the way
0: <laughs> right because fame is a pain in the ass so if there's no perk in it for you then why do it You can make money other ways and not be famous. Fame is is a pain in the ass. You can't go, like, try to eat at a restaurant famous. Mm. People are interrupting your your heart of Omnia salad, like, every five (laughs) minutes.
1: That arugula only holds for so long, Scott. You and I both know it.
0: So his ex-wife slash president of his company will stay on as his assistant in the show. And uh, so we wish them both the best. It, it's just a tragic, tragic story when things don't pan out. When they were so perfectly matched for each other. I know. It
1: was a it was, a love, it was a Disney-esque love story. Let's not lie to ourselves, Scott. <laughs> oh, it was Disney-esque. <laughs> Rock of Ages at the Venetian announced that Joey Fatone will be joining the cast of the production starting last Friday. And he will be the co-host. Of, I don't know. He'll be a part of it until April 29th.
0: What in the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> Rock of Ages, is in, it, isn't that the one with the uh, the singing?
1: Yeah, yeah, among other things, yes, yeah, Scott, they do sing in that show. And what's the, isn't that the Rock of Ages
0: is the one with the, um, oh, so you want a little inside story about Rock of Ages? Oh, age? I
1: knew you were going to do it. Yes, I do, of course.
0: Okay, so... Rock of Ages, it's it's a like kind of Broadway style show, I would say. Right? Oh, is it really? Am I thinking the right one?
1: I don't I don't know because they got two of them. The one at Tropicana is Raiding the yeah, Rock Vault. Yeah, the right, Rock point. Vault is a bunch of
0: like old, you know, no, I'm sorry, seasoned uh, rock performers. Uh-huh. Like, and they kind of cycle through them. Rock of Ages is more of a Broadway style show. Oh, that makes more sense. And it's uh, basically an hour and a half of people lip syncing to popular songs because the oh. audience is like that. See, so, I didn't know
1: that. I thought they were basically the exact same show. I didn't know that. No,
0: it's, a, it's more of a scripted kind of a, a more traditional kind of...
1: Oh, wait a minute. Didn't they make a really shitty movie out of this? Yes. Oh, yes.
0: yes. And the show itself, people absolutely love it. I didn't care for it. I walked out. But here's the story. Walking out oh, of a I, show. I, that's
1: pimp, Scott. That's
0: and pimp. I thank you for the opportunity to share it. Oh, so boy. in another life, I had a, a humor site, dribbleglass.com. And I wrote a book, and it was these fake billboards. It was kind of my calling card back in the day. Mm-hmm. So one of my calling cards was this billboard. One of the very first ones I created was Jack Daniels' billboard. And the slogan was, I did what with my sister? <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was pretty good. It floated around for 10 or 15 years. I did it back, way back when in California. So... I go to Rock of Ages at the Venetian, I sit down, and I look up, and the story takes place in LA, and the set decoration included billboards, and one of my billboards, my fake billboard that I created was being used as part of the set in Rock of Ages. And so
1: you sued and you you
0: got paid big time? I'm not so much about suing as acknowledgement. I know, right?
1: You and I are so alike. I'm like, can we just point out that I came up with this? That's all I'm asking for.
0: Correct. (laughs) And I never did acknowledge it, but it has now been changed so that you can't see the part that I wrote. They just have a kind of a billboard that has Jack Daniels on it. Here's something
1: our listeners don't know, is that Scott got me with one of these fucking signs. He did a whole story about how Icon and the people who own The Fountain Blue did a billboard that was like, what was it? Like, going, look at this shit show or whatever. And I'm like, holy fuck, that's amazing that they did that. Totally bought it hook, line, and sinker. And thank God I reached out to you to, like, going, oh, that's fascinating. You're like, you're an idiot. That's not real.
0: (laughs) I never called you an idiot out loud.
1: Of course you didn't. But like I said, we (laughs) share the same brains, Scott, so I knew.
0: That was great. That is the highest compliment you can pay a faker. And I think they paid me that same compliment because they weren't, they didn't put that up there as a joke. They were doing that because they thought it was a billboard of a certain era Mm -hmm. because the show takes place in the 80s and that thing was floating around during that. I think they did it because they thought it was real. Right. And then I think they realized they had screwed up because they hadn't, it wasn't pop culture. It was an actual, it was my intellectual property. Right. There's a little story you won't hear from anybody else, Cause, mainly because nobody cares. All right, here's the next item. Can I say it? Yes, it's your turn. What is it? Gilt is, set, Gilt, Gilt is setting up a temporary shop at The Link, February 28th to March 2nd, 2015. Gilt is a members-only, high-end, online merchant, similar to Zappos, but with brands like Oscar de la Renta and Zach Hose. Are
1: you familiar with this at all? I have no idea what I have no idea. I even asked Karen. She's like, I don't know if it is. (laughs) Renovations to LAX at Luxor are now complete and feature a special waiting area for table customers with access to a bar and seating while they wait. Just about everything inside the club has been given a facelift, including expanding public spaces, color palette, decor, and lighting. You don't you don't have to call them cunts, but I will. Go ahead, Scott. (laughs) So the
0: folks at the culinary union who people have mixed feelings about. They've staged multiple protests outside the Cosmo. Uh, they got together with the new owners. What's the name of that company? Oh, Blackstone. And toasted to renew optimism about labor negotiations. Sounds- because if there's one thing I'm interested in as a Las Vegas vi- visitor, is how labor negotiations <laughs> Listen, it's
1: annoying. They, when they get in your goddamn face, you're trying to go into the property. It's annoying, Scott, so I got to report on that.
0: Completely agree. Downtown last night, I'm looking at some... They were handing out flyers about how dirty certain hotels are, and it's all because, like, the non-union ones, they just want to make you feel gross when you sleep there, I guess. So I would agree with your assessment of the union. Unions are an outdated convention, so they feel like they have to kind of... They're grasping at straws just to survive now.
1: totally agree with you. I hope they die at some point. I I mean, not the people, but the the unions themselves. It's just... Listen, it would be different if this was 60 years ago, when owners fucked over their employees and put them in shitty, you know, horrible situations. That's not the case now. Now they're asking for insane salaries for doing fucking jobs that don't pay anywhere near, it's absolutely ridiculous. And even more than that is when they think it's, like, like the idea that they're gonna be a disruptive piece of shit, and, and bother people to complain about what most people don't give a shit about, and that somehow has a meaning.
0: Yeah, And I think the people that suffer, I mean, we suffer, because I said I worked at the Writers Guild, that is a union, so I've kind of, I have union moments, Mm. but I don't think people realize how much cost unionization and unions add to every single thing you do in Las Vegas, and there's this ongoing battle of you know, like, this person can't be fired because they have seniority and there's this... You can't just have one person do this job. It's got to be three people doing this job. And this goes deep, like, beyond just the, kind of, the dealers or the food folk. It's, like, the electricians and the every every imaginable union is at play driving up the cost to casino owners. And it... it, it that's where that $18 cocktail comes from.
1: Right, right. It's, like, the thing that... that... That pisses me off about unions is that it doesn't reward talent. I'm the kind of guy that kind of comes in and busts my ass and tries tries to do the best that I can, and a lot of times, that gets rewarded and acknowledged. That can't happen in a union. doesn't matter if I come in and come up with the greatest ideas the company's ever heard of. The fact that I've been there for two months, go fuck yourself. You're sitting down, you're not getting ahead of this guy, this, this dickhead, who has somehow managed to just not get fired for the last 40 years, and he's way, you know, more important than you are. I, I just there was a time when they were valuable that time is far
0: gone. It's very interesting kind of behind the scenes too because these casinos have to play nice and, and so literally when we were at Caesar's we, we would have union people going table to table and the cas- and the casino you know like you're inside somebody else's business. Right. And that business has to accommodate you going They're and like stirring tenuous. shit up. I, I mean, I, I'm not a corporate dude, but to me, that's like, you know, if you want to hold a meeting off-site somewhere, that's fine, but don't legally require me to accommodate these people going in and pitching
1: this stuff to Employees while they're sitting there at lunch. It is like modern terrorism. What are you calling? Terrorism. You're calling unions because it's terrorists. Like, Well, hold on, think about it. It's like, listen, <laughs> you're gonna do what we fucking want, or we're gonna do everything we can to, to help you know prevent you from actually making any money. Be like, whoa, 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 where's the fucking negotiation here? Where's the hey? This is how much money we make. This is how much we can give you. I mean, it's not like they're hot. You know, they're they're disclosing. It's a fucking casino. Everybody knows how much they make.
0: <laughs> and. I would have to say that the point where my perspective changed about unions in Vegas was when they were outside the Cosmo protesting and were berating customers.
1: Scott, this happened to me. Yes. This is exactly what happened to me. And that's where, like, I've mentioned many times. I've been very honest with the psychological issues or mental issues, whatever you want to call them that I've had, that are properly addressed through therapy and medication, yada yada whatever. But it, it's it's that kind of a thing that is is what brings me to the breaking point is where it's like, I'm not bothering you, don't interrupt me. When I'm trying to go into a property and you get in my face and tell me something, you know, oh, well, this property does do this, Like that's the thing where it's like, I'm immediately in the red like, you've got to get me away from this fucking guy, I'm going to kill him. And, and it's it was so inappropriate, just... and I'm not even exaggerating trying to go in from that pedestrian bridge and and the guy getting right in my face about going oh well they don't do this by going get the fuck away from me dude I'm dead serious this is none of your fucking business go go Bitch, however the fuck you want, leave me alone.
0: Oh, God. I mean, they were literally insulting aggressive. visitors, like, calling them fat, yes, disgusting. Yes, Scott, I'm like, that's exactly oh, what he God, what said kind to me. of sympathy are you going to get when you're berating people? These are the customers of yes. this establishment that you say you want your... Members to work for. That's what pushed me over the edge. More. I, it just made no sense. That's
1: at all. what pushed me over the edge was the homophobic remark. That's what made me just want to destroy this fucking guy. And Karen's like, "Just go, just go, just go." Oh my god, you you literally said exactly that. No,
0: that's crazy. Yeah. But uh, the interesting part is that this toast they had, there hasn't actually been any progress. <laughs> it's just this I like, love- "Hey, we're going to toast the new ownership." Well, has anything? Have they said anything about? Working with you? No, not really. Right. But we just like toasting things.
1: We have a good feeling about this. <laughs> uh, but speaking of Cosmopolitan, it was shared that the new owners, Blackstone, intend to invest $200 million into the property, specifically turning the top four floors of the East Tower into grand suites and adding more dining options, to name a few. No word on when any of these will come online.
0: I would be interested to see how that goes because Cosmo... Has a history of doing a lot of things right, so I'm always up for new stuff. Absolutely. How long do you think Rose Rabbit Lie will last as the name of the thing?
1: Oh, I days. Yeah. I, I'm expecting it to die any anytime now. Yeah. Me too.
0: Yeah. And now, playing various. Playing Vegas is the portion of the show where we share with you touring acts and artists performing next week in Vegas. On Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday, Rascal Flatts will perform at the Hard Rock at the Joint. Hard Rock. Or the Joint at Hard Rock. (laughs) Whatever, when you drink, it's say everything backwards. The show starts at 10 p.m. and tickets start at $40. I think that's a great value.
1: I'm not a fan, but $40 is ridiculous. That's awesome.
0: Oh, yeah, I have no idea who that is. But $40 for a show at, at the Joint is awesome.
1: Friday, Tommy James and the Shondells are at the Golden Nugget. Show starts at 8 p.m., tickets start at 68. And Wayne Brady is at the Mirage. Show starts at 10 p.m., tickets start at $63. He's kind of a non threatening black person. <laughs> so
0: it's kind of accessible. He hasn't drugged anybody, he hasn't sexually assaulted anyone that we know of. So I think it's awesome.
1: Nice. Agreed.
0: Friday through Sunday, it's the McCartney Years, a Paul McCartney Tribute at South Point. The show starts at 7.30, and tickets start at $35. Again, tremendous value. Oh, when you're at the South Point, go see the statue of Benny Binion on a horse. It was purchased from Binion's for $1.
1: And Saturday, Jay Leno is at the Mirage. Show starts at 10 p.m. Tickets start at $87. And Pawn Stars Chum Lee will be the DJ at the Ghost Bar Day Club. Set (laughs) begins at noon. Admission is free to local ladies. $10 for everyone else.
0: I love Chum Lee. You know what he shouldn't be doing? DJing. DJing at a toy club. (laughs) I got to go down to the uh, the old pawn shop not too long ago, a week or two ago, to talk to Rick about his awesome new trivia app. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very interesting going in there because I think people forget, because these guys are super famous now, right. that they're just these guys with like a pawn shop, like the lowest form of, right. of yes. commerce in <laughs> Las Vegas. And, and now these guys, like, they handle it with such race because they can't actually work in their own store anymore because i think there's probably legal confidentiality things going on but i think it's just they're overwhelmed by adulation and and it's been so interesting to see i mean rick has always been the same but the way Lee especially is just like he's turned into this kind of media savvy guy and they all just financially have done really well out of this but It's been so interesting to watch that phenomenon happen. And Rick was telling me this story about how they'll show up at a mall in the Philippines, and they expect 400 people, and 5,000 people will come to the shopping mall. And he's like, you know, what is happening here today? And
1: and they look at him. Like, it's unbelievable the worldwide fame that that show has. And it's it's also so great to hear that just a, a, a regular guy... Gets or regular gentlemen get to this kind of a fame, and they don't lose their fucking head. Like the entire time, they're going, "This is so crazy! I can't believe it!" Just appreciate it and, and stay level-headed. That's awesome to hear.
0: That was exactly the impression that I got from him. He he's confident, but I get the feeling he's always been kind of self-assured. Oh yeah. But I
1: think he he's
0: under no illusion that he's not the luckiest guy in the world that that he he had confidence that would make a great show he has confidence in his ability to run a business but i don't think uh, i i've never heard anybody say you know what i knew as soon as i heard that idea that it was going to be a worldwide phenomenon all right coming attractions Coming attraction. It's a part of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. Support the show and look good doing it with 360 Vegas merchandise. I love your merchandise. Thank you. Just go to Zazzle.com slash 360 Vegas and pick up what walking billboard <laughs> what to adorn for us. That's Zazzle, Z-A-Z-Z-L-E.com slash 360 Vegas. I'm I'm going to go right there I'm on my phone. As you're doing this
1: next segment, I'm going to get a koozie of some sort. Nah, unfortunately, there isn't a koozie yet, but I'm working on it. It's not my right. fault. It's what they have. I Thank you, though. I am very proud of this thing. It took me forever to to finally find a, a merchant that I wanted to work with, and Zazzle seemed to really kind of fit the bill, so there it is.
0: Did you ever pay the guy in, the th- in Thailand that did your logo, or...?
1: I hit no one I did my logo <laughs> why do you think it took so long Scott <laughs> we've been around we've been around for like three years and it took me this long to do that it's because I'm a slow learner when it comes to Photoshop <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, there's a lot of stuff that I could go to five or four or whatever as moral as I think that is but I kind of like to learn. Like, I want to learn Illustrator, yes. I want to learn Photoshop, and so I can do all that stuff.
1: Yeah, that's why Brian is, like, the perfect host for me. He's like, you want to do all kinds of things. Just do those things, and then I'll show up and try to make you laugh. Like, okay, that works for me. <laughs> all right, coming attractions. Starting us off this week, Peter Frampton is performing at The Joint at Hard Rock, Saturday, August 22nd. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $50. And in other news, Peter Frampton is still alive. <laughs> and he did that one album. Oh, it's gonna be a great album.
0: (laughs) Craig Ferguson, another person still alive, is performing at the Chelsea at Cosmo Friday, March 13th. The show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start
1: at $37. Tony Orlando is performing at South Point Friday through Sunday, April 3rd through the 5th. Show starts at 7.30, tickets start at $45. It's
0: it's important to play the South Point because that's the one that's wheelchair accessible on the stage. Uh. Worst day in the time. Now that I would actually say, if yes. they only had that one hit, they had, they had two.
1: Had- they had two. They had the what was it? Jerk out and uh, jungle love. Come on, jerk out, jerk out,
0: jerk out. I- I- I'd probably recognize it since all their songs were exactly the same. I know, same. right? <laughs> They're performing at the Golden Nugget in the Fremont Street Experience family. Mm. Uh, Friday, April 10. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 32 hours. Oh, if you want to see good Morris Day in the Time, go see that that their Prince tribute show because there's a segment.
1: Yes. Oh, fuck! That's right, I forgot about that. Yeah.
0: So, I don't know. It's cheaper, but I would think that Morris Day in the Time in the tribute show are as good or better than the actual Morris Day in the Time.
1: You know what? I'll probably get crucified for this, but anybody who, who understands Prince and his extremely popular era and his now current super religious era will, I, I hope, at least respect this. I've seen both Prince Live and the Purple Rain. I thought Purple Rain was way better. Mm. Way better.
0: Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it's definitely like... Uh, that's the show I want to see. It's a
1: good show. It's a good show. Yeah. The the one thing that I didn't like is, is at some point though he kind of tapped into his real inner Prince and just kind of went off on like a twenty minute random <laughs> solo thing. You're like, Jesus Christ, even you, buddy, even you. Yeah, he was really channeling him. Right. right.
0: So the woman at the in the sexy show yes. at the Westgate used to dance, and I don't know if she's still I think she in still the Prince she does. she does. Yeah. So yeah, she was the best part of that show. Nice. She was very good. I usually don't notice the half-naked women dancing, but in this case, I made an exception. It's difficult. Uh, well, I'm going to read this part. The Sing Off, NBC's acapella music competition, is performing at the Golden Nugget Friday, April 17. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $39. Hey, you know what? I want to see less than uh, piano bar, piano offs, is acapella music. <laughs>
1: I think those piano bars can be fun. you just got to be in the spirit of doing it.
0: No, because if you're on the edge of being suicidal, go to a piano bar or an a cappella music competition. <laughs> I'm going to read the next one, too. Now, the Oak Ridge Boys, they're actually good. They're And so, some of them are still alive. Performing at the Golden Nugget, Friday, April 24. The show starts at 8 p.m. And uh, the tickets start at $54.
1: Quickly losing control of my show. <laughs>
0: Don't forget you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all artists we report in our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Next up, a brand new segment.
1: Vital Insight is what we're calling it. One of the... the- perks of being friends with a, with a, with a new media man on, on the street in Vegas is, you know shit that the rest of you don't. So tell us, <laughs> Scott, tell us. We're gonna start it off with horse-drawn carriage cluster open last night. What, what does that mean, Scott?
0: <laughs> so I'm rowing, I'm going to Pizza Rock, as I do often, best uh, pizza in Las Vegas. And um, I see a red carpet has been laid out on the sidewalk. And uh, it's across the street from the downtown Grand. And I hear this guy in a microphone saying, The love carriage will be coming around soon. The love carriage is coming. It's almost here. Ride through parts of Las Vegas in a carriage. It's a love carriage. Oh, sounds Perhaps the worst Hispanic uh, accent I've ever done. But um, there are a bunch of very friendly Spanish speaking people greeting me, saying hello, and up pulls a horse drawn carriage. And then I remember the city council in their vast wisdom have approved this horse-drawn carriage thing for these folks to go to take tourists up and down various side streets because they can't go anywhere interesting <laughs> they're, they're actually putting these horses in flipping traffic what a load of crap yeah and hopefully this the demand will be so low that this thing will just go away but
1: That sounds like an even worse idea than chatting with a cabbie. Uh, I I just, I don't, like, I try every time I get to a cabin and I have one of the cabbies trying to spark up information or or just a conversation, I'll always try and give them the shortest answers possible because it's like, I don't want to be rude, but I'm like, I don't want to talk to you, you know, just take me where I'm going. That's, oh, this sounds like the worst idea ever.
0: It's a, it's horrible. I, I literally got video of a horse just freaking out. Like, what the hell am I doing in the middle of traffic?
1: crazy all right next on vital insight <laughs> i like this tell me more about the new bar at glitter gulch because it could mean that golden goose will go away here's the thing so i i work for fremont
0: street experience as my day job so i'm not i'm not completely objective but this glitter gulch the strip club and all that stuff is just it, the owner is really difficult he's not a team player let's just say that okay. they They don't contribute anything. They just extract business from all the people that actually pay for the experience and the maintenance and security. Anywho, so uh, they have somehow pushed through a new bar, an an outdoor bar. I don't think this has been announced officially yet, so feel free to delete this. But the design that I saw, the rendering that I saw, could result in that beautiful golden goose sign not being oh. on Fremont Street anymore. I mean, it is one of the most it, it's, I wouldn't say it's beautiful but right, I put but. it up there with iconic as Vegas Vicky or yes. Vegas Vic. And
1: I totally agree. So
0: yeah, I mean this they have no real sense of anything. They're just, they are trying to get a piece of that the outdoor bar action. Understandable I mean, it's, there's a profit motive there but I was hoping they could do it without
1: yeah, I, I said last week, I, I've always been interested in stepping into that place, but I've always gotten the idea that it's about as disgusting as, as Grandma's office in Rounders. I, it's I don't know. I don't know. There's just something about it.
0: You're talking about the strip club itself?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. We
0: should do... Let's devote a whole future show to... Because... I went in there for the first time uh, recently, or maybe I'd been in before. I don't know. I drink a lot. Um, <laughs> but I got to talk to the manager for over an hour, and he told me everything.
1: Oh, my God. I'm so everything. <laughs> it is an
0: unbelievable world of what in the hell. Because I was talking to him about, why don't they have video poker machines in All there? Right. Because I was always upset. I went in the one time I went in <laughs> Hmm. And I'm looking at the video poker machine, and I kept looking up at the dancers, and the bartender literally said, you can play video poker and drink for free, but you can't look up. (laughs) You cannot look up at the dancers while you're playing video poker, or you you cannot comp your drinks. And I'm like, oh my God. So now, the video poker machines are gone, and that's because when the gaming inspectors came in, they were solicited for prostitution. (laughs) And the gaming commission was not thrilled to have prostitution happening near the, the gaming. So there's a whole world of like, what the hell? Like, there's this whole thing about like, strip clubs will hire secret shoppers, which I thought was the best job in the world, where right, right. they will hire people to go in to make sure no illegal activity is happening. Mm-hmm. So they pay you to have, to get lap dances. <laughs> I cannot imagine a better job. Anyway, really? it would be sad to see the sign go away. I don't think any of that has been discussed publicly, so no, no, uh, that's for, Forget time. I ever said it.
1: No, <laughs> there you go. All right, I just got yelled at my bride, who returned home, and I requested a, a a beer refill. And the fact that I was riveted by your story caused her to go into a bit of a, a whiny rant. So if anybody hears that in the audio, it's, it's sometimes women need attention. So there you go.
0: <laughs> don't they? I give them at least thirty seconds.
1: There uh, <laughs> you go. All right, more. Hooters was going into no man's land. What does that mean?
0: Oh, so this is not being publicly discussed either yet. Oh, and this is stuff that's... I was going to blog about, but when I started drinking, I'm like, well, why not just talk about it here? So this is interesting backstory to uh, people probably know that there's going to be a new Hooters at the Palms. But before that, they were exploring the potential space between Fremont Street and downtown Grand. Hmm. There's like a little empty storefront right, there. Yeah. There's a jerky store. And if you cruise down that little stretch, you'll see some empty storefronts. And they were looking at that space. They wanted to do a patio, but the patio was not approved. So they decided to move on and go to the Palms.
1: Huh. Well, there you go. Ta-da! <laughs> All right. Elaine Wynn had an affair with David soul. I've got, <laughs> I've got one question for you right off the bat. Why is David Soul not ringing a, ringing a bell? Who is that?
0: She is the blonde guy in Starsky and Hutch. Ah, yes. Thank you. Yes. So so Elaine Wynn and Steve Wynn had many affairs during of course. their message.
1: I, I assume that was an. Any billionaire marriage is an open relationship.
0: Yeah, I was just kind of assumed. I was actually surprised to find out that a celebrity was one of her one of the people with whom she had an us well,
1: let's, let's air quote celebrity there.
0: Well, no. He was at the time. He was like the
1: biggest deal. He was, oh, wait a minute. When he sang and he had like a hit song. Wait a minute. When he was David Soul at his peak, she had an affair with him. I don't know. <laughs> See, I assumed it was just you know like ten years ago or something like that. If we're talking about at his height, well, definitely. No, I do not. I do not know. Okay.
0: It's I. Who knows? I don't know the timing of all that. I just <laughs> heard rumors, but oh, that one's uh, confirmed. Yes. All right. What else did I put on this list that could cause me to get into trouble? I don't oh, know. I,
1: I love this segment. Feel free oh, to do shit. this weekly. This is fantastic. <laughs> this next one, John Gotti's car is on display at Plaza.
0: Oh, yeah. It's kind of a pleasant surprise when you're in the Plaza. I like gambling there. They have good uh, video poker. In the middle of their casino right up front of their showroom, they've got a car on loan from the mom museum. And the car was John Gotti's car. It's a a red convertible, and it's sitting
1: right in the middle of the casino. It's in the casino, in the casino property. Yeah, yes.
0: (laughs) I wouldn't have put her on this list if there there wasn't some WTF aspect to it. (laughs) Right,
1: I know exactly. You know what's so funny is that my initial instinct is to mock the idea that, you know, like, that's disgusting that they're, you know, taking advantage of, you know, this criminal's fame, but when you consider there's an entire museum dedicated to that, really not that big of a deal <laughs> I,
0: thought it, I thought it was actually clever marketing because the, I, I absolutely love the mom museum well, hold on, hold on. We're talking, it, biz, if, if we're
1: talking business sense and ethics those are completely different things guys. Yeah. I mean if we're just well, talking out, uh, out of interest I'm there
0: Yeah, I mean, the Mob Museum has done a really good job of balancing out, kind of glorifying the mob life and talking about law enforcement and all that. Kind of on its own, it's like, yeah, this is a a, a murderer's car. But I I just like that it was kind of a surprising thing to do. Plaza, of course, always interested in doing whatever it can.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. RJ Stevens Media sold to New Media Bottom Feeders. I think you and I, (laughs) I think you and I have been referred to this in that category before, so I'm fascinated. Well, I don't know if
0: this is kind of inside, but uh, a little too inside for people just visiting Vegas. But the Review Journal is kind of, it really is the paper of record, Mm -hmm. and it's just very interesting that they've been waning in recent years. Their value is maybe one fifth of what it was five years ago, and they've been sold to this company called New Media. And ironically, New Media owns a lot of print publications, and they have a reputation for coming in and slashing and burning, and uh, so it'll be a very interesting time for both the people that work there and people in Las Vegas, because and people who read the RJ as their source of, of news, because yeah. it's kind of a questionable, uh, I understand why the RJ did it, Stevens
1: Media did it, right.
0: uh, they made a hundred million bucks or whatever, but it really is just not a good sign for for the media. in Yeah,
1: I mean, I always kind of understood that Sun was kind of the trashy paper, and RJ was kind of the real paper, and now it seems like Vegas doesn't have a quality publication at all. Maybe this is where you and I have to step up, Scott.
0: (laughs) Well, don't expect me to do that. Sounds like effort.
1: It just reeks of effort. It does. I've
0: got a day job. I don't have time for all this. No, I mean, there was this story about, oh, here's one. So... It brings up the journalism question, like, so the, the High Roller, when they did this Jerry Tarkanian tribute, the High Roller, <laughs> lights stay on,
1: right? I loved this post. Please continue,
0: Scott. <laughs> and they, and so the High Roller said, I swear to God, somebody said, like, it's pretty disrespectful that everybody went dark, but you stayed lit. Mm-hmm. The High Roller posts, no, it was the FAA who told us we couldn't go dark, <laughs> I, and every red flag I have went off. N- number one, because I know the PR. <laughs> and social people at Caesars, but uh, <laughs> it's also because what a load of horseshit. Because I sat out there taking pictures of that wheel for months when the lights weren't in there. Right. They have those, they call them obstruction lights, I think, those little red ones that they you see on buildings and right.
1: towers. Yeah, they flash to let you know all where the biggest place they be is, legally
0: yeah. required to have lit right. for safety. Right. They never had a conversation with an <laughs> FAA about this. What a load of horseshit. So, so lately... I've been writing to the FAA and calling them to try and get some kind of verification, but I hate it because if they don't respond, I don't know what journalists do. Right. I just say the high rollers full of horseshit.
1: It was so funny. (laughs) Hey, high roller, you're doing dark wrong.
0: Right. Like, because they're the ones who posted the video of the strip going dark. Right. And they literally said, it's dimming it for Tarkania. I'm like, you didn't dim shit. You use it as a marketing opportunity where you're the only thing on the strip with lights. That's brilliant. And lying to your Facebook page people right. about the fact that it, that it, that the FAA told you you couldn't do it when it was clearly... I mean, it could be true, but it's it's just... For convenience sake. Right. Really want to turn the lights off. Right. to have a wheel be the only thing lit. So I, don't, I have no patience for that. Three minutes
1: of free advertising. I completely agree with you. Right.
0: Three minutes of
1: everybody going, wow,
0: there's a wheel there. I
1: should right. ride it. <laughs> for those for those who weren't aware of like, oh my God, you know Vegas has a wheel. <laughs> They're doing anything they can to get people on that. It hasn't been a good ride. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Lastly, god damn I love this segment. The sham that is Chinese New Year. I'm so sick
0: of <laughs> Vegas casinos using Chinese New Year as just the most disgusting kind of pandering. Does it draw any customers?
1: Does Vegas experience a spike during Chinese New Year? I think they do. Okay. I think because there's this whole. Uh,
0: aspect of the superstition of it that I wasn't aware of, that if you gamble and win at, on Chinese New Year or around that time, you will you will have prosperity throughout the year. Ah. So I didn't actually know that I knew that people from Asia I, I've i said so many racial comments during your little podcast. <laughs> it's going to seem like oh, he said something about a black dude and a Hispanic dude, now it's Asian. Well, I'm covering everybody.
1: Scott, listen, listen. People know when they listen to this show that First and foremost, well actually, not first and foremost. First and foremost is that we give you quality information. Oh. Secondly, is we're always going to try and make you laugh. So they—they <laughs> okay. they understand that our heart is in the right place. <laughs>
0: okay, because funny racism, really? Oh, oh, come on, it doesn't get only better. acceptable kind of racism. Agreed,
1: Scott. Sharing so, the same brain.
0: But I think the the part that I don't care for is. They really like you know, walk through an entire casino and then by the high roller room, they have like the red envelope. Like, downtown Grand had this. There was a bush with the oranges, they're good luck. And then the, but it's the only place in the casino that has it. Like, they, they do these token things and then they'll they do the social media posts on the day of Chinese New Year. But it's just like, does anybody really think that they give a flying F about the Chinese or Asia or Asia? Like, it's just such a transparent, self serving, like, it's the, I don't know. It's,
1: it's like, it's the Vegas like, version of a Hallmark holiday. <laughs> it is, and it's just the
0: lamest kind of like marketing PR. It's like National Pancake Day, <laughs> or National Margarita Day. Like, okay, it's National Margarita Day, but just right. think of something else and something better. Chinese people are going to come play. <laughs> it just makes me so sad. And freaking Bellagio, that display they do for Chinese New Year is so beautiful, yeah. but it's just, it's still pandering to the same kind of like every year you got to see them drag out the Chinese symbols. Right. <laughs> and then is it a goat or is it a ram or is it a sheep? They don't care. They don't know anything about this. I'm
1: sure they're Googling <laughs> it before they start designing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're like we don't know. What to, we're really confused. We got to do a, a sheep, a ram, and a. We don't know what we're doing. They got
1: a little reminder on their iPhone. <laughs> yes. Google Chinese New Year. Something's going on.
0: <laughs> but it's actually very interesting. I did a story about uh, the little um, little Japanese good lucky cat and yes. all that. So the superstitions,
1: the Asian Which, by the way, that story helped one of our listeners to actually get a get a shout out from Cosmopolitan. So thank you specifically. Well, well, I hate to help people.
0: <laughs> they might get used to it, and then yeah, oh, it's, but, yeah, you know. we don't want
1: to set expectations. <laughs> well, well, thank
0: you, thank you for indulging in the WTF segment.
1: Always. Oh, I'm serious. We could have this fucking segment whenever you want it, sir. I love hearing this kind of shit. I'm losing it. I'm I'm wet, Scott. I'm not gonna <laughs> can lie. We, can wet. we
0: talk about the wins more? Because I think they're really litigious.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, no, let's not I, do that.
0: <laughs> so when Elaine wins, when a new staffer comes on, you know what she tells them? What? She tells them... Don't fuck Steve. Do not call his new wife Mrs. Wynn. There's only one Mrs. Wynn. And there I... will always be one Mrs. Wynn.
1: See, I like that because I think she... And, okay, she creeps <laughs> me out. I'm, I'm going to be honest. She creeps me out. And, and not so much her, but the fact that he made that whole restaurant that has just her eyes in some weird psychedelic pastel colors... She horrifies me. I'm I'm not going to lie to you, Scotty. I, I have nightmares. I have nightmares. That's love, though. That's <laughs> true love. <laughs> You're saying if I had billions, I would create a restaurant after Karen with some creepy fucked up eyes?
0: Well, I don't think... See, Karen keeps you in check, but I don't uh, think yes, Elaine Wynn ever kept him in check. Um, I think I she, think she indulged, indulged that extravagance and that kind
1: you, of... You don't think she dialed him back a tiny bit? You think she just completely encouraged it? Oh. I don't know. Well, there you go.
0: I don't know enough about it. I just know the rumors.
1: <laughs> and there you go. Seriously, you can have this fucking segment whenever you want, sir. <laughs> oh, nice. I will schedule time to chat and learn about shit like this. this Next fun.
0: time, Steve Wynn, Cokehead.
1: I know. <laughs> Unfortunately, this week, 360 Vegas is no longer because of the massive lawsuit put in by Wynn and Win Inc. <laughs>
0: Cease and desist letters are awesome. Oh, I would I get them on my blog all the time. I get them on my, I had them on my, when I did those billboards, I would use companies oh, like so cool. Jack Daniels and they would send me shit all day long. Monopoly sent it, the crayon people sent it. Like, cease and desist, do not use our image, don't talk trash about it. And then I'm like, it's satire. So everything that I've said in this podcast has been satire.
1: Oh, this is fantastic. Now I'm excited. Now I want to piss somebody (laughs) off. I want to frame my first cease and desist. We're offensive. We can be offensive. Come on.
0: That's right. This is America still. That's right. Thanks, Obama. (laughs) All right. I think that's about, that's plenty. Thank you for listening, and thank you so much for having me on, and thank you for encouraging me to have that Captain Morgan 100-proof cocktail before we started. Thank you for listening and for downloading. We appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the 360VegasPodcast.com. Uh, website or vitalvegas.com. I know, right? Actually, my blog is kind of frivolous compared to this actual good information. But
1: Oh, you're like, full of shit, sir. Do not discount yourself. I refuse to let you do it. Uh, well, thank you. And,
0: and thank you for kind of collectively for over time. Whenever you, you're so good about it, if you mention a story, you'll credit the originating site. And it's very much appreciated. I don't thank you every time you do it, but it's it's always appreciated. Whether you do it for me or Vegas Chatter or any of the, the print publications, I think it's fantastic that you do it in that way because you know who doesn't do that? The traditional media outlets like here in Vegas. Hey, they right. will just take a story and run with it, and they, they make no mention of it if they heard it on a podcast or a website or well, some other source.
1: Anyway. Thank you. I, I always thought when we originally did the show that I wanted to do that because... I just try to put myself in your position. I know how much effort it takes to put together this show on a weekly basis, and I know how much effort it's got to take for you to be able to get this kind of information. So it, it means a lot to me to make sure that I reference the people that I get the information from, and, and I, I very much appreciate that you acknowledge that.
0: Of course. It, it's, it's part of being in the community. Yes. As opposed to just taking. Yes. It's you're providing value. You're sharing the goodwill, I think that's it it really is invaluable and admirable. Oh, I love you, Scott. I love you too. <laughs> so as a reminder, you are you're very prepared. That's what I mean. People don't realize how much time you spend on this. Like you're not just anyway. As a reminder, 360 Vegas Vacation 2 is June 18th through the 19th, or 18th and the 19th, 2015. I am so going to be there because my birthday is on the 25th, so really, anytime I can make it about me, oh. I'm going to. So, for details about the itinerary, check out the 360 Vegas Vacation 2 tab on the blog. Don't regret not going. Regret what you did while you were there. Yes. That is that is actually very good copywriting. Thank like you. That. Honestly, I do this as, as a living and have for many years, and that actually is a nice term of praise. So, if you would like to send some feedback, we honestly, who wants to hear your two cents? <laughs> so, no, really, like if you have if you want to give some criticism, go do your own podcast, really. Nice, that's my attitude. Right. Uh, no, you can send an email which w- will probably be ignored if it's negative to 360 Podcast at gmail.com.
1: Oh, dare you? We love negative feedback <laughs> only because <Really>? it's amusing. <laughs> yes. Does it make you stronger? Yeah, it does. It does. It gives builds you a character. thicker skin. Builds
0: thick co- skin is very important in the social media world. Oh god! So
1: you know exactly. what you should do though? What
0: you can help? No, not you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> this the listener. I was riveted. Help others <laughs> find the show by review. You know what the other thing I think you do well? What's that? broadcasting of any kind is really meant to be a one-to-one communication. So when you hear somebody on the radio or somebody on a podcast say, all you people out there, they're doing it wrong. They don't understand that it's a one-to-one connection. It's you and the person listening. It's not about, hey, all of you guys do this. So you you always make it like you're talking to not only the person on the show, but the person that's listening. I've always appreciated that. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Help others find the show by reviewing. It. I'm not just saying all this so that so that I'll be back.
1: No, I appreciate it. Although you, I mean, you solidified coming back a long time ago on this show. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: help others find the show by by reviewing it on iTunes and say something nice. Damn it! You well, can, actually, you can say something shitty to to it. Just
1: just give me five stars.
0: <laughs> yeah, just don't. Yeah, don't even write anything. Just do the stars. Because that helps other people find the show. Everybody knows that. So good, bad, or indifferent, but mainly good. Uh, All the iTunes reviews are read, and some are taken into account. So obviously the show is all over social media, Twitter, Facebook. I would encourage you to follow all those things because uh, it collectively is a comprehensive uh, view of Las Vegas without having to deal with a hundred irrelevant things uh, the sensibility of the 360 Vegas podcast uh-huh. is to extract the most relevant, useful, valuable information, distill it down, articulate it in a way that sticks, that's
1: engaging, and that will uh, that will reverberate an eternity. Scott, you are my favorite person ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I would also encourage people to find Scott wherever they can. Like I said, he is at Dribble Glass on Twitter as well as at Vital Vegas. Where else can they find you? If
0: you show up at my house, I swear to God, I'm calling the police. Well, if you bring a gift, <laughs> you can come to my house.
1: And, and, and a gift is booze, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I didn't mean like fruit or right. vegetables <laughs> Like, get off my property. <laughs> no, if they
0: follow social media on, for, for the Fremont Street, that's, I do that. And then I do Vital Vegas, too. Yeah, and Dribble Glass on, on Twitter, that's a lot of really really offensive stuff so
1: no it is not you're insane you're insane it's enjoyable sir
0: but thanks again for the opportunity to
1: join you in your little podcast party it's a it was a blast i knew you and i like i said the the moment we met each other it was just a quick click and it didn't take long for me to go oh my god i'll bet you'd be amazing if we ended up recording a show together so it it was an absolute blast and even more exciting because i'm gonna see you in two weeks buddy Oh, nice. Yes. I I anticipate us spending many a blacked out nights together.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That'll be cool. Because there's, you know, you can talk about Vegas all day long, but actually being in Vegas is a whole different
1: thing. Totally agree with you. But until then, we'll see you next week.